Hello and welcome back to episode 21 of the Long Story Short podcast. Today I sit down with the lovely Deborah Wheeler to talk all things skincare. Deborah is a business owner, podcaster, mother and skin fanatic. She is the owner of the Skin Boutique Clinic and WBC along with her two sisters Elaine and Karen. Deborah's passion has always been skin and her happy place is taking care of clients, solving their skin concerns with her honest advice and treatment plans from chemical peels to lasers and everything in between. With the overwhelming amount of skincare information and trends out there about treatments, lasers, serums, facials and all other lotions and potions, Deborah comes on to tell us the facts about what works and what is a complete waste of your time and money. This is a brilliant conversation and is going to help those who just want to know the basics about starting a skincare routine, as well as those who are more advanced in their skincare journey. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Deborah, and welcome to the Long Story Short podcast. Thank you so much for coming on today. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Really good. I am so happy to have you on the podcast today because I myself have gotten so much into skincare in literally actually just this year so for about six months now I was that person that never wore SPF which is really bad I know I know so bad and everybody would say that to me I'm quite sallow naturally um and I kind of thought oh look I get I'll get away with it you know I don't burn um but I suppose you're gonna tell myself and the listeners today uh why that's not such a good thing um before we get into it I would love for you to tell myself and um our listeners who you are what you do and yeah what's your what's your passion okay so my name is Deborah um I am a skincare specialist and owner of the skin boutique clinic um so it's my it's actually myself and my two sisters so we have the skin boutique clinic and we have W Beauty um it was previously called the brow boutique so we have a couple of salons around Dublin um and I would basically be based in the skincare um the skin clinic and yeah that's what I absolutely love I love everything about skin I love my like my time like my happiest time is when I'm with a client and I'm looking after them like the business side of things I'm like oh it kind of you know it's the stressful side of it and it has to be done but my happy place is definitely one-on-one with a client and just talking about all things skin and seeing like the transformation that you can can do for people you know um yeah I just I am really passionate about skin it's all I talk about I kind of like I say it in my sleep I have a podcast about skin I just yeah I eat sleep breathe live skin when I go out on a night out and I have a few drinks I end up talking to random girls in the bathroom about skin like yeah just it's it's become it has become such a massive part of my life um but I think as well because I am so passionate about it as well I really enjoy what I do you know amazing yeah there's nothing better than loving your job and loving what you do I know that sounds so cliche but like it really is such a great feeling and so I think skincare has like become really popular Mm -hmm. and a hot topic I suppose in the last you'll probably tell me like five years, but for me anyway, it's only like the last one or two years. Like I was saying, I never really cared much about skincare. Whereas now, like I have a skincare routine. I, you know, tend to get caught up in, oh, should I be using this? Should I be using this product? And I suppose it can get a little bit overwhelming. And that's kind of where I was at like six months ago. And I am definitely that person that can fall into the trap of feeling like I need to buy 10 million products for my skin. 
I also have quite sensitive skin. So that can, I suppose, have the opposite effect where I end up breaking out. So that's definitely happened to me before. Um, but for those who I suppose are probably living under a rock, um, how important is it to have a good skincare routine and to look after our skin? Okay, like, okay, so skincare, as you said, like it has really blown up, you know. Um, we opened up the skin boutique let me see, it would be six. It's actually scary to say this, but I think six years in November. So it was 2016, 2017, whatever. I'm not going to match, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was kind of like, you know, you had people that were a little bit into skin, but then you'd go say to someone, oh, like, you know, I'd recommend like laser rejuvenation treatment. And people would be like, what, laser? Like, no, like they're terrified of it or like didn't know what a retinol was, terrified of acids. So like over the last while, it's kind of like, it's a little bit of a curse as well, because as you said yourself, there's so much information out there. There's like, there's a lot of like misleading information as well. So it it is this big massive minefield and like any sort of trend you know you have to be really careful of trends mm. and not follow them and just go with you know what applies to you and your skin but like obviously age comes into it like I'm 32 so I'm kind of looking going okay like you know you do notice things like mm -hmm. you liked the sun you didn't wear SPF I'm sure pigmentation mm. probably is now or will be a big thing for you in a couple of years do you yeah, know yeah. um like it's it's so important like why wouldn't you want healthy glowing skin like it yeah. it makes you look so you carry it around every day um you know and and another thing is like um like it's an investment yeah it's a massive investment like you can go into zara and spend 200 euro like that and not think about it but yeah if you're you're going with your skincare you're going oh, whereas the zara clothes go to the charity shop next yeah. season your skin stays there do you know so true and like that's something as well I kind of thought like I'm 24 so I kind of mm -hmm. thought like I'll worry about my skin when I'm 30 yeah but it's all correct me if I'm wrong but it's all about the prevention like as opposed to getting to my 30s and my 40s and going oh my god I never looked after my skin and I actually I can't remember who I was following but it was a man actually and I'm sure we'll kind of touch on that a little bit more because I think it's quite a not to say sexist but it's quite a feminine thing although it's so important for men to look after the skin but I saw a guy that I was following and he was I think like turned 40 and did kind of like things I wish I knew when I was younger and one of them was that he wished he wore SPF when he was younger and I was like that's so unusual to see that a man saying that and that was for me that always stuck with me that I was like oh God, maybe I should, you know, look into SPF and start using it. And yeah, it just was a really kind of, you know, it, it hit home for me that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. If I'm a girl, and maybe Which that's not a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's super important. I can kind of relate to that as well. Like I own a gym, I coach a lot of women and how to feel confident in the gym, you know, change their lifestyles, build healthier habits. And it's such an investment like that. People might look at the gym membership and go, oh God, that's really expensive. Or it's way more expensive to eat healthy, but like it's your, it's your health and skincare falls under that category as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so could you kind of describe again, like we were saying, people can go, you know, to the other end of the, the extreme, like I was and become really overwhelmed and feel they need to have, you know, 10, 15 different products. But is there, I suppose, maybe like three to four products or things that people should be doing in their skincare routine that is just ticking the boxes as, you know, the foundation, as the basics? 
Yeah, like obviously, as you said, SPF. SPF is a massive thing. So if you think of your SPF as your daytime moisturizer, and that's your shield. That's your basically your shield. Um, you're preserving the youth of everything. <laughs> you're yeah. cling film over your face. Like that's that's number one is SPF. And always invest in a good SPF. SPF and yeah. makeup does not count. Um, yeah. It has to be a standalone SPF. Um, like your basic routine would be say cleanse, serum, SPF um, for your morning time. And then nighttime, you'll cleanse or double cleanse and use a serum and a nighttime moisturizer. So that would be like the basics. So when you think about it, that's a cleanser, SPF, serum, moisturizer. So it's four products, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, good. That's exactly what I do now. <laughs> so I'm delighted. <laughs> I passed the test. And when you say pick a good SPF, mm-hmm. Obviously, price comes into consideration for a lot of people. Are there any brands that you can recommend? Because I know myself, like, well, I use Image at the moment, which I know it's quite expensive. I actually love the smell of it, which is kind of why I've fallen in love with it. But if I wanted to have something that, you know, maybe wasn't as expensive or wasn't Mm -hmm. as pricey, but I still wanted to, you know, get a good bang for my buck and get a good SPF. How is there a way that people can kind of know that they're going to the shop and they're picking up a right SPF? Um, like, like, okay, so the way I think of it is with costings with people is think of it as cost per use mm-hmm. rather than as a whole. So, and I know, come here, 50 euro for an SPF is out of some people's price range, but how many times are you using that and what is it actually doing for you, do you know? Um, but if you're talking about kind of your chemist brands and that sort of thing, I actually was shocked when I walked down the aisle in Boots and I was like, how expensive this stuff is? for what it actually is I was like like it's gone like scary that it's nearly like your clinical and medical grade like it's it's gone up there with them you know but something like um La Roche-Posay is a brilliant brand they're they're a grand price point you know they're not you're they're not too high at all um they would probably be the one that I'd kind of recommend at the moment you know um even some of their their cleansers, some of their balms, really nice. And they're they're at a decent price point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I initially, what put me off for so long was the price. And like we were saying, like, it is an investment. And now I realize, you know, the investment that it is. Yeah. Um, But like that, I think it's always good. You know, I have kind of debated like, oh, would I move to a La Roche-Posay? Because, yeah. you know, maybe things are tight over the next couple of months or, or something like that. So I think that's brilliant how like there are options. Oh, and, of course, yeah. And I am guilty of falling into the trap of, oh, it's the name, Image. And, you know, I know people rave about Image and it is a really good, you know, brand. But I kind of went with Image not because of what it did to my skin, because it was like, oh, the smell, it's amazing. Or people rave about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, I think like talking about that skincare routine, it's so mm-hmm. simple. It's not overly complicated. When would things get a little bit more complicated? And I presume you're going to kind of say like, it's definitely worth maybe going to a skin consultant and kind of, you know, seeing what you, the likes of yourself might suggest for people but what would be kind of some additional products that people might use for certain reasons whether it's dry skin or oily skin or combination skin yeah like people are fixated on their skin type mm-hmm. they're like oily dry I like and, and most I'm sure skin specialists and skin clinics look for your main skin concern 
So what are you concerned about? Because say if you lie down in front of me and I'm looking at your face, what I see and what you see and feel are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely one of my top things outside of the cleanse serum SPF kind of basic skincare routine would be adding an acid in to your routine. So you have to be very careful with that um, because obviously, as you know, there's a lot of TikTok trends. There's a lot of information yeah. online, a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of kind of, uh, say, cheaper, lower skincare brands that have acids in them and can impair people's barriers. So, like, always, like, even if you don't, you know, like, go and see a skincare specialist. Even if you don't want to get a treatment done, at least you know, okay, this is what suits me and my skin concerns and like you can buy little bits into your routine bit by bit but it does get complicated there's vitamin c there's retinol there's retinoids there's you know it it, it it's you just have to keep things it's like i'm sure what you say to people in the gym simple and consistent yeah <laughs> so true i think and you can apply that to so many other things as well like um and so when you say um an acid is that like a hyaluronic acid is that what you're talking about hyaluronic acid so there's hyaluronic acid there's lactic acid there's like glycolic acid and there's so many different acids out there hyaluronic acid is the one that most people would use but I would see hyaluronic acid as nearly like I know this might not be a popular opinion but it's nearly like a makeup product okay because it just sits on the surface of your skin it doesn't penetrate down and it's not gonna um like slay off any dead skin or anything like that I know it has the name acid but it's actually super hydrating for your skin mm-hmm. um so something like a lactic acid I love it's a really nice gentle acid and um, for an exfoliation like maybe to use at like nighttime a couple of times a week something like that but again sticking with the better kind of brands like that's where to invest your your money in you know your SPFs mm-hmm. and say your actives so your actives would be your vitamin A's your vitamin C's and your acids okay really interesting and like that it's purely for hydrating yeah yeah I learned acid yeah and so when it gets to vitamin C also mm-hmm. hydrating Vitamin C, it depends what it's in. Um, vitamin C can actually be quite irritating for people's skin. Okay. Um, vitamin C can cause breakouts on certain skin types as well. So you have to be really careful. So again, it's it's like nearly like ingredients are have become marketing buzzwords. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like, say if you're walking down that island boots and you see vitamin C on a label, you automatically go, oh my God, that's really good for my skin. And you grab it. But you don't yeah. know, is it good for your skin? How much vitamin C is in it? What's it going to do? Do you know? So yeah, yeah. Um, but no, vitamin C is an amazing product. It's a really powerful antioxidant. But again, it's all down to your percentages and what it's mixed with and what it does. And, you know, has it been lying in a bottle for like a couple of months before you put it on your face or has yeah. it oxidized? Like it is, it, do, it does get quite complicated. And I suppose is the only way to know it, like whether it's working or not is to try it or do you try it like for a month obviously I'm sure if you break out like it's a no-go yes. but how long should you wait to see like results in or do you see results or like that is it just you're kind of you know ticking the boxes and you're not going to see you know a new face appear the next day yeah or yeah 
Yeah, so that's where it kind of goes back to what grade of skincare you're using and what you're doing. So if you're going to stick with your kind of pharmacy chemist brands, they only do so much. So they'll take you up to a certain point. They're not necessarily bad. Some are bad, (laughs) but not all of them. Um, They'll take you up to a certain point. So it's down to your results. If you're going to go like clinical grade, medical grade, the the delivery system and the ingredients are purer. So you're going to get more of a result. So say, for example, if you're going to put like a two euro face mask on from pennies, like it's not really going to do a whole lot to your skin. It'll make it feel nice, but it won't, you know, do anything on like a cellular level or, you know, so it's kind of like... In a way, and and price point always comes into it. Just because something is expensive doesn't mean it's great. Yeah. But also, you need to be careful where you invest your money in. Do you know? And that's mm-hmm. where it keeps going back to. Go talk to a skincare specialist because, yeah. like, more times than not, they will care about you and your skin. They're not there to just give a hard sale and sell yeah. you ten products. And if someone does that, you just turn around and you just walk back out the door again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So you briefly touched on retinol. That's another word I have heard a lot about. Um, And from what I hear, it's incredibly good for our skin. But Mm -hmm. I have also heard people maybe using too much of it and having a huge reaction to it. So kind of can you let us know, like, what is retinol? Why is it so great? But why do we need to kind of be careful when we use it? Okay, so retinol is vitamin A. Okay, Um, and basically what it does for your skin, again, right percentages, right, you know, when it's when it's done properly, um, it speeds up your cell turnover. Okay, so what that does, and it helps with collagen synthesis as well. So vitamin A is I think it's the most studied ingredient and there's so many medical papers on it. So there's a reason why it's called like a wonder ingredient, because it treats most things so it will improve pigmentation hyperpigmentation it will tighten your pores it will smooth out your fine lines and it will just keep your skin more youthful looking it will give it a healthy glow um you know it it gets rid of dullness but as you said (laughs) like it's like it's like a double-ended sword because you can get it really wrong as well and when you get it really wrong it can impair your skin's barriers so your skin will get red rashy irritated like if you use too much of it the cell turnover speeds up way too much and you'll get like a massive shed um when you don't want to so yeah it's 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 a it's a fickle thing but you have to kind of I anyone who says they don't like retinol I'm like please let's try again yeah let's take okay. it back and start from the start again do you know because like that it, it can go wrong but it goes so right as well <laughs> yeah yeah and I suppose like we're saying it's like so many other things with you know health and it's like if you take things to the extreme it can you know bite you in the ass and it can yeah. go the other way mm-hmm. um and yeah so that like that I had actually originally first heard of retinol and it was somebody I knew had used it and gotten a severe reaction to it so I was fully like terrified (laughs) that retinol was like the devil and like never go near it and I actually have a client who is a dermatologist and she was like oh no retinol is brilliant I was like what why are you telling me retinol is brilliant I thought it was so bad and she was obviously explaining then to me that you know it can be a, a small dose is is better and a bigger dose isn't always going to be better and like that it can have the reverse effect um yeah and and again trying to find out what type 
of retinol like that for me would be a total minefield I know again you're probably going to say go see a skin specialist and get them to advise you um but yeah I don't think I'd even go near a product of retinol or or a type of retinol because I'd be so afraid to there is a my favorite retinol is um a product from Illumier is the skincare brand it's a medical skincare brand and their basically ethos is go low and slow Hmm. and if you're going low and slow you're going to get your results without getting that you know massive irritation like you don't need to go like it's not a case of like go hard and go home like you know it's no you have to go low and slow yeah and it's something that you build up over time isn't it yes you go from like say maybe a 0.25 percent to a half percent to a full one percent and so on like so yeah that's the way you do it it's it's yeah it is like I've I've come here I've had you know clients come in to me that have had retinoid reactions um, and it's 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 irritated it's red it's rashy like it's not nice but basic basically ethos with um Illumier low and slow yeah across any brand amazing amazing what are your thoughts on facials um well it's ob- it's what I do so um like ba- are you talking about like basic facials or like yeah so I first I got probably about two years ago almost for Christmas got a voucher for a salon and I was like you know what I've never gotten a facial before I'm going to treat myself to a facial yeah. and I really loved it it was so nice but I um, it wasn't overly, it was kind of just like creams were being put on my face. And like I can only imagine, like a massage, exactly. And I came away and I was like, oh, I feel, you know, really clear, really hydrated and great. Um, but like that, didn't notice any, you know, improvements. And then somebody said, you know, try an Environ facial. And then I got that and I loved that. And I'm actually, coincidentally, tomorrow going to get my first ever Hydra facial, which I'm really excited about. Um, because like that, I've heard so much about it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm always a little bit wary and I'm like, is this actually, you know, doing anything for my skin or is it just a little bit of TLC that, you know, is nice to have? Yeah, like, okay, so facials to me are TLC, okay? Mm-hmm. So they're basic cleanses, basic exfoliation um, and like what you said, rubbing creams and serums and everything on your face and it feels lovely. Um, but you need to get in and do the harder stuff um, yeah. to get the results, you know? So like, so, say for example, I always think rides off the top of my head because they're like regimental with their routine, you know? Yeah. Um, so we'll do like hard stuff like say like chemical peels, we'll do microneedle and we might do laser resurfacing treatments and then we'll do all the hard work first and then say, you know, a month before the wedding or two weeks before the wedding, we'll do a facial because they do brighten everything up and keep it healthy. Yeah. But in relation to like results, you have to go in a little bit harder, you know, but facials yeah. are lovely. I do like I, I rarely get one myself, but when I do, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I always feel like that. It is like a massage. You go in, you feel great after it. Like, and I always try to like not, you know, go out after. I don't want to put makeup on my face after because I just love the hydration of it. Yeah. Um, so no, I really, yeah, you feel really fresh. I feel like, I don't know, I've just been away on holidays or something. Like it's so, so nice. But then like that, I was always thinking, is this actually doing anything for my skin? Yeah. But I get what you mean. It's kind of like the top, you know, layer is being looked after. Yeah. And it does make a difference. Like you do yeah. see, like you see it definitely straight away, your skin is initially brighter. It's initially more hydrated. Um, But like in relation to like longer term, like long term results, you're better off going down 
something that's a little bit yeah. more kind of collagen inducing you know and when would somebody look to do that like that I'm 24 so should I you know start that when I'm 30 should I you know like that if I've got a wedding coming up or my own wedding or something is that the kind of trigger to start going or yeah like usually usually I unless someone has like a concern like a problematic skin like like say the likes of acne or something obviously they'd come in sooner if you just have like normal skin as such um just your home care routine like at your age I'd just do my home care routine and like what you said you're getting treatments done they don't have to be consistent twice a year even like even if you got something when say from the age of like maybe 27 28 a microneedling session a year or a peel a year just to kind of keep that on top and obviously as the skin is going through a little bit more aging you know you'd up that a little bit more you'd get more frequent treatments done but basic skincare routine SPF and then just slowly adding things in as you go and getting um like as I said once or twice a year getting a treatment done yeah yeah and I hate to keep talking about price but like that they are quite expensive but yeah. for me I am also a picker so yeah. I if I've got a spot I'm at the spot I'm trying to squeeze it I'm trying to pick it and it's I suppose a bit of a like I don't know if it's a placebo effect or whatever mm. but I feel if I'm spending like this money and investing in my skin I'm actually not going to pick my skin so for me yeah. I'm almost like okay keep going with you know getting your facials getting your nice products because it stops me from picking my skin it's it's, yeah. it's a weird whole process but it's like going to the gym and when you're on your way home like you're less I'm not saying it doesn't happen but you're less likely to pull up into McDonald's and get a Big Mac do you exactly. know <laughs> exactly you're like I'm working this hard yeah I'm making this much of an investment I'm not gonna throw it away on doing something you know silly or yeah 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 and can I ask, um, so like that, we were t- talking about going the extra mile, yeah. Botox. Okay, yeah. Is that something, is that something that you do as a service? Is it something yeah. that, I mean, I would have always thought when I was growing up Botox, like, oh my God, nobody mentions Botox. Like you can't yeah. talk about that. Whereas now it's like, if you don't get Botox, like you're not going to age well. So yeah. yeah, what are your thoughts on it? And should people really be getting Botox and when? Uh, like okay so Botox is an absolutely or anti-wrinkle injections as most places call it because Botox is the brand so you have to be really careful or some people some people call it tox Uh, so so Botox is actually a brand so that's why you might see anti-wrinkle injections yeah and I've always wondered what's the difference it's Botox yeah yeah so um it's absolutely amazing and it does exactly what it says on the tin but it's only going to freeze your muscles. So I'm finding because more people are speaking about it, it's like, again, it's kind of like a trend. And I say to clients, listen, if you feel like you need it after looking after your skin really well and nailing down a home care routine, then by all means, get it, you know, because it's not going to solve all your problems either. Um, But I do think it's an amazing thing for what it's, what it does. But it scares me to see younger girls getting it done because it's unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I I I feel it's unnecessary. Um like you don't have massive deep lines at 25, mm. you know? Um ones that they're probably a little, you probably have a couple of dehydration lines maybe, but nothing that can't be solved with 
basic skincare, do you know, um, because you are injecting a, a toxin into your body, do you know, so, you know, to, to prolong, and it's a, it's really expensive as well. So expensive. I, I have not got Botox yet, but it's definitely something I would consider, you know, into my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Um, but by no means now, I'm not ready. <laughs> no, you don't need to. You've gorgeous <laughs> needle don't go near a needle but again it's like it's like fillers nowadays yeah. it's like you know if for me I'm hearing younger and younger like even girls of 18 getting like fillers done and I'm like why because your face changes so much yeah. as well and, uh, and I don't know what your thoughts are like when it comes to social media but for me and I'm a dill for it I get caught up like so much in looking at celebrities and going oh my god why do they look like that and my mom will call me out and she'll be like but look at like one person that I look at always and I'm like I want to be her as Kendall Jenner and like my mom's like but look at her in the first season of the Kardashians like she did not look like how she looks like now and I think we're so like led to believe that she gets a facial once a month and that's why she looks like that no it's not gonna do that um but yeah like it's it's like I have a daughter she's nearly two and like I just for me obviously it's a scary world out there I can just educate her and advise her on what's best and she like hopefully please god will make her own right decisions then you know Um, because it's like beauty standards and perfection is it, it's just gone like obviously social media it's just gone wild but I think everyone has to like ring home and say okay it's actually not real yeah. it's like an airbrushed magazine it's it's okay it's you know they are a pair it is a person and you know it's like if you look online and see like you know Instagram versus reality pictures yeah like you know they look totally different totally <laughs> different yeah. and I mean I like to you know edit my photos to an extent of I might put a little bit of a warmer tone on it but you see some people using these filters that fully transforms their face I think we're all a little bit more aware of it now but it got us for a while where you just would see people looking totally different and look I mean at the end of the day you do you it's your body your face whatever do what you want but I just think when we're led to believe you know this is natural and this is by putting a few creams on my face um I think it can be really damaging and like that I can only imagine having you know a young daughter you're like what is another 10 12 15 years going to be like when it comes to you know these enhancements just yeah you like it's scary you just don't know what's going to be out there but I think like you know there's obviously social media now like what's going to be in 15 years time like it's it's kind of like wow but I think always the main thing for people is you know be happy in your own skin Mm -hmm. and improve what you have if you're really unhappy about something you know go and look into changing it and mm. um, do your research but don't do something or follow a trend because everybody else is doing it you know yeah. it's it's important to, to it's so important to have self-confidence because if your confidence is down come here we all have low days and high days and everything else in between but confidence isn't something just boom that you're born with you have to work at it yeah. you know people you look at people sometimes you're like oh my god she's so confident but really that person is, you know, fake it till you make it yeah. or has worked really hard to kind of 
like accept themselves yeah you know yeah it's and I again I'm guilty of getting caught up in this but we judge a person by how they look a lot of the time yeah, we do we do I'm like oh that person must look really nice because their Instagram photos are lovely and like it just it makes no sense it's bizarre yeah. it really is um I'm so intrigued what it's like working with your sisters how did you there's, there's three of you did you say there's three of us yeah so um myself Karen and Elaine um we we went into business together god um I, the two girls were in business together and I got involved with them, let me see, God, 10, 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, so we had beauty salons and then we obviously opened the skin clinic, but it's, it's really tough. I can imagine. <laughs> um, it's really tough, but it's really nice. We spend so much time together, but we also... We'd go on holidays together. Yeah. We would go, you know, we do places. We do girls trips together. Like, yes, it gets very intense at times. But, like, we generally don't go. Like, the longest we'd go without speaking to one another is probably, like, two or three days. Because you always have to pick up the phone because there's something going on in work, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's nice. We all have each other's back. And that's Amazing. really nice, you know. But don't get me wrong, it's not all rosy. We do absolutely kill each other as well. But I think um, that has to happen. Like, I'm an only child. So yeah. I always, I'm like, not that I, you know, don't enjoy being an only child. I think there's so many, you know, I loved growing up as a kid and we'd always bring a friend or a cousin on holidays. But I would always have loved to have had a sister or like that. Now, questionable if I could work with somebody, hence why I'm my own boss and I, you know, work by myself well I have one person that works for me and she's amazing yeah. um but I I like to I am that only child where I like to do things myself um yeah. but I can only imagine there's a lovely element to it where you know you can just tell them anything like you, there's no yeah. we can tell each other to shut up and get lost <laughs> yeah put it really nicely um that's nice um we're always very honest with each other and we care about each other so you know business one day it's up one day it's down mm. and at least you know and especially with like COVID and things like that all our businesses shut so that was tough Um, getting back into it the last couple of years is, was really tough it was massive challenge and it still is mm. um, but I think at the end of the day you can go to bed and know that you know if anything happens in your personal life or anything like that your sisters are there to yeah. kind of back you up you know and they understand it as well because they're yeah. going through the same thing I think sometimes I find that hard where it's like oh like you know people can obviously say like oh it'll be okay like you're going through a rough time in business or whatever but they don't really know whereas I often think oh if I had you know like like a, a partnership or something like we both get it we both you know but yeah I suppose that's that's there's so many positives to it it's like anything though the grass is always greener on the other side yeah. you know even what you were saying about you'd love a sister like I sometimes like you know to be like oh my god like I'd like a bit of alone time because it does get like it's sometimes it's very dramatic and very intense yeah outside of work like in like personal um life like having sisters definitely is it's intense yeah. at times yeah. it, it is lovely but you're probably really close to your friends oh yeah and I have two cousins and we're like sisters yeah and they're god yeah. they're like to, 10 and 12 years older than me but yeah we've still they brought me up virtually like yeah. as, as you know, my sisters yeah exactly exactly yeah. and so when you said COVID like what was that like having to close and 
especially I just like obviously it was a disaster I opened my gym during COVID which was a really okay. mad time um yeah. so that was hard enough but I can't I actually to some extent wondered like if you were a business that was open for a certain amount of time especially in the beauty industry yeah. and you know people aren't able to come into you for you know to use your services to get treatments what can you do an online shop like was there anything that you did to that extent or like yeah like we tried to do a little bit online but I think because everyone was doing online it's such a like a massive yeah. thing you know so all our businesses were shut um throughout COVID um our whole team was unemployed ourselves included um I never forget one day like nearly getting annoyed I was on the phone to my mom and I was just crying and she was like Deborah it's okay everything's gonna be okay and I was like mom like I have put like like business always comes first like you know I it's it doesn't matter how you're feeling or what you're doing or you're having a bad day business always comes first and you have to work so hard at it that it nearly felt like someone came along and just took it away and it was like, well, why did I, why did I put so much effort into that? And why did I put so much time into that? And why did I miss out on, say, going out with friends or, you know, going to certain events or whatever? And it's just gone. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And it was really sad. Um, But it also, I think like anything bad that happens, like you grow from it. And it's not as if it's something that, like it it failed or you know it had to shut down it, the whole world shut down That's basically so my mom kept saying that to that me she's like Vic it's not just you like yeah, yeah which kind of makes you feel a bit better but also doesn't really solve the problem but it does kind of bring you you know it, it, to that realization of like I cannot do anything about this like I yeah yeah literally yeah. like yeah the things that remember the things that we have to do it'll be so funny in years to come like you know I just don't think we'll ever go back to that like I think no. it is it's no one would ever do what we had to do anymore no no it was it was wild it was wild. It, was, it was like yeah it was like you were kind of wondering like is this the end of the world or not like, you know? it was yeah. god and like that to think like I get my nails done regularly my eyebrows done regularly my eyelashes and to think like I just went without that for months. Yeah. It's and we were and we were all fine. And that's another reason why I think everyone has gone so massively into their skin yeah. because you realize when you take away your lashes, your nails, like what do you have? You have your basics, yeah. which is your skin, your hair, your eyebrows. Do you know, absolutely. It's, it, it kind of made made us think that okay, well, it's not necessarily what we're putting on our face. Our skin all over needs to be healthy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Deborah, I loved that chat with you. It was so so enjoyable. Before we wrap up, though, um, I have just a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Um, question number one: What is your favorite breakfast? Oh, uh, well, no, guacamole. I know avocado and toast. I don't like guacamole with scrambled egg and like cherry tomatoes and spinach. Yeah. But no, I don't get it that often. So that's why it's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I actually love avocado and toast and I just don't like guacamole. Do you not? I no, it. it's so strange. I think it's the lime. I just, and I love lime, but yeah. don't know what it is. But that's, that's lovely. That's very interesting. No one's ever said that before. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite music artist? Oh, I don't know. Do you know what? I have such a weird taste in music. I have the broadest taste in music that you'll ever come across. I will listen to like 60s music and then I'll be listening to rap music and then I'll be listening <laughs> to like techno dance music. So 
I don't have a particular artist, but I'd say like anything that makes me feel good at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Amazing. And lastly, what is your favorite book? Favorite book? Oh, wow. Okay. I've like, again, I can't really pick one. I know I'm terrible, but um, and I'm a bit of a weirdo. Good. You've got a lot of options. I'm a bit of a weirdo. I love self help books. Yeah, I absolutely love them. I know people read read to escape, but I read to kind of not self improve, but kind of wonder why my head is so busy. Do you know? Um, yeah. I would have struggled a lot with anxiety, so mm. I found that through reading, I kind of learned a lot about myself. Do you know? Yeah, um, and there's there's so many books. Yeah. And you pick up so many tools though from those self-help yeah. like books, like that going back to running a business, you need that. You yeah. need that. Like you need those positive affirmations every day to just keep you going because like self-doubt is so high when you're running a business and you often go, shit, am I doing so like many this? people doing it? Like what? So many people yeah. doing this? And like going back to when we were talking about lockdown, like every single person was posting online workouts oh and I never did because yeah. I was like, it's not me. It yeah. doesn't, it's not who I am. And look, I probably could have got some business from it, but my business was focused on more in-person coaching, which wasn't a thing. So it was, yeah, it was a really weird kind of um, realization, but you know what? You come away from it and going, I did my best. Yeah. And and you stay true to yourself as well. You have to, you have to be, that's it. always be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like that, you can kind of fake it to some extent, but I think people know then that you're, you're faking that's, it. That's when you don't get clients coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and lastly, before we finish up, where can people find more about you, be it social media, website? Uh, I think you said you're based in Swords, is it? Yeah, is so, okay, so I, okay, there's a million websites, but to visit anything on The Skin Boutique, there's www.theskinboutique.ie. My own personal Instagram is at lovebydebs. Um, and at true that you can find a link to a podcast you can find a link to so many different things and um, there's w beauty i could keep going <laughs> amazing good you've got it's you never got just one, everywhere it's one answer it's never just one answer but yeah basically the skin boutique.ie um for your any of your skin needs and we have an online shop as well so um any product like people dm me on instagram all the time and um, looking for advice and stuff and as i said i have a podcast um called the beauty buzz and I really good I love that podcast so good I cover a good bit on that as well so well I try to so it's again you're not doing person one-on-one things but um yeah Yeah. I try (laughs) yeah and that must I can only imagine be like a hard thing like I'm asking you these questions but they're very general questions and I always have that in the back of my mind same with when people come to me for nutrition or training it's it is quite individualized um and you can kind of give you know an answer but it's a broad you to, yeah you have to be quite vague because it's like yeah. it's not as you said it's not a one-size-fits-all so yeah yeah brilliant well thank you Deborah, so much for joining us and I can only imagine our listeners are going to find that so useful thank you thanks a million for having me on I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Deborah, and I can only imagine you took plenty of helpful tips from it that'll benefit your skin If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to share it with your friends, family, or anyone else you think might find it useful as this really helps in growing the podcast. For more info, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Vicky Cornick, as well as my gym page at victory underscore fitness underscore IE. This is where you can also check out our 28 day trial that we run for half price. 
And lastly, if you're wanting to get updates for future episodes, which include some incredible guests, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.